0: Welcome to the American Academy of Optometry Foundation's Clinical Podcast Series, brought to you by the Primary Optometric Care Channel. Today's topic: Effect of Low Concentration Atrophy Eye Drops vs. Placebo on Myopia Incidence in Children. The Lamp 2 Randomized Clinical Trial. Today's host is Miley Bruchik. The topical editor is Chelsea Bradley, and today's topical expert is Michelle Mann. Now on with the show. Hi, I'm Dr. Mila Brugic. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Um, we're currently joined with Dr. Michelle Mann, who's going to be talking a little bit about atropine and myopia progression management with children. But before we jump into it, Michelle, give the audience a little bit of a background on yourself.
1: Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Dr. Brugic. Um, I am originally from California, went to Berkeley, and then did a residency in cornea contact lens at the Illinois College of Optometry where I'm currently an assistant professor and I also work at a private practice at North Suburban Vision Consultants, where I'm fitting a lot of advanced contact lenses and doing quite a bit of myopia management.
0: That's great. So we're gonna be talking about a topic that's right up your alley here. The the article is the effect of low-concentration atropine eye drops versus placebo on myopia incidence in children, the LAMP-2 randomized clinical trial. Um, Michelle, tell us a little bit about the study design and what makes this a little bit different than some of the other myopia management uh, clinical trials.
1: Sure. So I think this one was really interesting because most of the other studies that have been done We're more looking at slowing down the progression of myopia, but this is the first randomized control study that actually looks at the incidence of myopia and seeing if low-dose atropine can actually prevent the onset of myopia. So they split um, about 474 subjects into three groups. So they were either given a placebo, a 0.01% concentration of low-dose atropine, or 0.05%.
0: How old were the kids that were enrolled in the clinical trial? Yeah, good
1: question. They were four to nine years old.
0: And did they have to have a certain refractive error to get recruited in the trial? Right. So
1: they couldn't have myopia yet because that was the whole point of this study. So anywhere from plano to spherical equivalent of plus one.
0: Okay. So they're hovering close to that zero mark, essentially.
1: Right, right. And they did have one parent who was myopic, who was at least minus three. And so they looked at over two years. You know, was there an increased incidence of myopia? And compared to the placebo and the 0.01%, the 0.05% group was actually the one that was statistically significant for a lower incidence of myopia, but also a lower um, rate of what they called fast progressors, which was increasing one diopter over those two years.
0: So the bottom line, Michelle, is 0.05% atropine in children that are essentially deemed at risk cut their chance of progressing into myopia over that two-year time period um, significantly less than either of the other two groups. Is that kind of really the gist of the discussion?
1: Right. So they were seeing if it was going to be preventative. I think because it's only two years, um, the authors did state You know, maybe it's not maybe it's just a delay, but it definitely made a a significant difference. And so it's something that we can now offer some of those parents and children rather than just talking about that outdoor time to say, you know what, maybe we can consider this this low dose treatment.
0: I was just about to ask you that question, Michelle, how, like as a clinician, what are you doing with this information and and is it changing anything? And have you already seen patients where you are maybe implementing these changes?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's definitely something we can add into our toolbox. I know a lot of my patients who are already have siblings, older siblings who might already be in myopia management. Um, modality or treatment um, options, their parents who maybe they have both parents are myopic and so they know the effects of high myopia. Um, They're saying, okay, my younger child, if they are hovering, like you said, around that plano hyperopic, and we know that based on their risk factors, they're probably going to become myopic. Now we can actually offer them something.
0: So um, I guess the next question I have is, Just from an overall perspective, like if you were to do take like get some take homes from this clinical trial, what would you recommend to our colleagues as some take homes from this clinical trial and how it might modify the way that they manage these patients?
1: I think one of the big things is looking at what concentration we're going to do if we are going to treat with low dose atropine. Um, 0.01% was not shown to be statistically significant. And similar to their previous study, the LAMP-1 study, um, they didn't see that there was much of an effect. And so maybe if we're preventing myopia or delaying the onset of myopia, but also slowing the progression of myopia, considering maybe a higher concentration. And the other thing is just keeping up on the literature, because. Hopefully, the the group that was being studied, they are going to be going through six-year trials. And I know there's a lot of new information that's coming out. So being able to provide that to, to our parents and, and patients who are asking.
0: And I know that one of the questions that parents will always ask is, well, what's the adverse effect? Like, what's what's the if I if I use this drop, we we don't necessarily know if my child's going to become myopic, but everything's pointing towards them likely becoming myopic. But if we use this drop, what's the adverse event profile? Um, did they look at that at the study, and if so, what did that look like?
1: Yeah, they did. So they kept it um, mostly open ended. There were a few specific questions about glare and visual acuity, um, but the the most commonly um, reported side effect was actually photophobia. But what was interesting is was it was very similar between placebo 0.01% and 0.05%. And so I think um, the adverse effect safety profile wise, it was something that was not too adverse that a lot of patients actually did not drop out.
0: I'll tell you Michelle it is interesting like even how much this is totally reshaping the way that we talk to patients I I tell adults all the time if I was seeing you today and you were either at risk of becoming nearsighted or you started nearsighted progression I would have treat I would treat you totally different today than when you were a child and you were seen because everything's changing we can slow the rate of progression yeah, and definitely the, it's amazing how their eyes light up because a lot of parents still are, from a larger perspective, they're unaware that we can influence it. I still think a lot of parents think that the only way that we can treat these people is to, or treat the kids is to correct them. And that's mm-hmm. kind of it. And it's just advanced so much. And the data that you just shared is one of the, the evolution of this information, this knowledge base that we have.
1: Right. gonna have said it better myself.
0: <laughs> well, Michelle- Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on this episode of the American Academy of Optometry Foundation podcast series.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure.